Geocache Talk podcast is sponsored by FTF Magazine. FTF Magazine can be found at ftfgeocacher.com and by IB Geocaching Supplies. The best site for geocoins, cache containers, and much more can be found at ibgeocaching.com and by Cashly. Cashly is the foremost geocaching app and can be found at cashly.com. Please make sure and let these fine sponsors know that you appreciate their support of the show. Hey everyone, it's time for Geocache Talk. Whether you're at work, in the car, or wherever you are, we hope you enjoy the show. Please give it a like and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play so that you can get all the weekly Geocache Talk goodness. Big thanks to the Travel Bugs for the music and my patrons, Doug Jones, Joshua and Caleb Slinkard, Tom Brotherman, Jeff Arbaugh, Deborah Burris, Joshua Johnson, Nick Hubbard, Andrew Tiepkin, Cecilia Perez, Sydney Sawyer, Valena Mahar, Jane Jewell, Dano Pugach, Memphis Mafia, Craig Michelle, and the Geo Gearheads. It's a nice long list. Appreciate you guys. Uh, if you'd like to become a patron and join that nice list, head on over to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash geocache talk for more details. Patrons get path tags. Which this year, um, they might get a coin this year. That's the path tag from. They got um, they got coffee mugs, uh, Dan, for the um, if you're at a certain uh, patron level. So that was kind of cool to give out. Uh, yeah, that's that, cool. Yeah, it was their holiday gift, so that was kind of neat. Um, and then um, other geocaching swag during the year, as well as invites to special events only for patrons. And we're about to have our second one. Uh, here in uh, a week or so, uh, we play a game called GC World, which is a lot of fun. Uh, show you the board real quick. It's over there. There's the board for it. I, uh, I don't know. What <laughs> it's a uh, game I made up. It's a lot of fun. We cool. really have we really have a good time uh, playing that. Um. And so support levels start at as little as $3 a month. So let's jump right in to show number 31 for Sunday. Ju- Sunday, January 8th. I'm <laughs> stepping over my words to- tonight. January 8th. Can you believe it? As I welcome my friend Dan Buck, a.k.a. Geocaching with Derek, to the show. Welcome to Geocache Talk. Geocaching with Derek. Hey, Yay. how are you? <laughs> Good. <laughs> Which is kind of funny because uh, I think a lot of people who didn't don't know you or just got to or met you uh, or, you know, got to see your videos. I think I first saw your videos is how I, I first exposed. I thought that was your real name until you explained. Right. It's my geocaching name. It's right. not my, not my real name. Yeah. My name is Dan right. and Derek is made up of parts of my first, middle and last name. So which is cool. V A is the right. part that corresponds with Dan. For Dan. Yeah. That's neat. Yes. It works out yeah. great. Yep. So geocaching with Derek. Well, Dan, thanks for being on. And um, we are going to dive right in because um, we I had you on when I was on cash and release. So um, we're going to go through some of that review for people that have okay. never, never seen that show. Yep. Um, 
But uh, let's first talk about how you first learned about geocaching. Uh, the first time I learned about geocaching, somebody at work told me about it, and that was many years ago. And I never really got into it because I didn't have a GPS, and things like that were pretty expensive, and iPhones and things like that with the GPS weren't around. So right. <laughs> I, never, I never really got into it until we went on a camping trip. And we go with a, on a camping trip every year with my dad. I have three boys and uh, my brother-in-law and sometimes my cousin comes. But anyway, we were looking for things to do that year. And, and uh, my brother had just, brother-in-law just bought a GPS. And I said, well, I've heard of this geocaching. Let's try it. There were two in the park. And uh, we found both of them that day. And we wish there were more because uh, we, we all had a good time. And, and, and I got hooked from there. So, Which is really cool. Um, I was... I was lucky enough uh, to uh, get to meet uh, you and your your lovely family uh, last uh, at Geo Woodstock 14er in Denver, and uh, had a ball. Um, your uh, your your kids are great. Um, you're, you're, you have a, you have a great family, and your mom yeah. and dad are hysterical. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I, well, they uh, they, they, uh, my, they bought my mom bought me my first GPS right after. Right. Shortly after that, so she's the one that kind of got me started because otherwise I probably wouldn't have spent the money. But um, but then my dad and I go geocaching a lot, and he's a lot, and, and my mom too. She likes to go out with us, but, uh, but they're both geocachers, which is really fun. My wife isn't, so right. my kids go with me sometimes, but really my dad, and my brother-in-law, when we, whenever we get together, we usually go out and find at least a, a couple. So. Yeah, there's. I, I told you. I think last year, uh, bef- when we were at the, we had a little media party dinner thing that was, uh, was a blast. Uh, yeah, you set it up. It was great. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you out, for that. that was, you bet. It was a lot of fun. Worked out great. Uh, getting to see everyone. And um, what was funny about it though is I think I told you at that time about the story of. I, watching your videos, which I really love, and the one that cracked me up was your dad grabbing a lamppost cash <laughs> yeah yeah you're right you you liked it you liked kind of the way he was looking around yeah it was yeah. it was adorable it was great <laughs> it was that was fun so uh i don't know why it caught me as as funny it was just watching uh, watching a couple of bucks there going after well, he, some stealth was required there were a lot of muggles around and right. so we didn't want to all three get out of the car so i just sat in the passenger seat and he was closest to it so right. he jumped out of the back seat many you know he was kind of <laughs> looking around, making sure there was nobody right. going to see him, and then, and then I, I just said, just go for it, you know. Yeah. And then, and then he got over there and got, got the job done. It was, there's a lot of good moments like that. Classic, it is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna, uh, we'll talk about more about the blog here in a minute. But um, so, um, what is it about geocaching that, that has, hit, why? You know, what is, what is it that you like about geocaching? There, there are not a lot of things, and, and I know you have a book coming out, and I just wrote some I, things about I go do. Ahead. I yeah, do. Which, yeah. Um, and, yeah, you're going to be – got several people who have given me some uh, contributions to the book uh, that will be coming out pretty soon. Hopefully the editor is finishing it up and hopefully be published soon called Hide and Seek, uh, yeah. Life Lessons of a Geocacher. So um, – I do. I really appreciate you mentioning uh, mentioning that, and also, um, you know, that you you were uh, kind enough to give me 
a few words to put in right. in the book. But uh, what I was going to say was I I wrote I, I wrote in there what started me on geocaching was just right. kind of the the adventure of it and the the exploring and the you know going to places around the city that I'd never been and learning a lot of things about the place where I live that I that I wouldn't have learned or places I wouldn't have gone and to every corner of those places too not just you know know where a place is but we have like five really nice recreation areas around where we where I live and. I mean, the facilities there are so nice, but, you know, you could just go and drive by those places and never really go in and enjoy right. the nature. So nature is another thing. And I, I, you know, you can only go camping so much, but, and you can go for hikes and walks, but when you have a purpose, it, there's some motivation to get you out there. And that was, initially, those were some of the things that really turned me on to geocaching, the, the challenge, getting out into nature, exploring places. Um, and then, I guess I've slowed down a little bit over over the years because I was really into the numbers and getting to the next milestone and things. But uh, now now it's it's become kind of a part of our family get-togethers and stuff. Like I said, when my dad and I are together, the girls will go shopping, and you know we might take one or two of the kids and, and go find you know not a ton of geocaches, but four or five or whatever it is, and pass an hour or two of of time and. And just those memories and, and the things that we've done, just being out on the trail, those shared experiences are really what I treasure most now about geocaching. And, and looking back at my videos where I record all those memories, uh, that's that's what geocaching does for me these days for the most yeah. part. Yeah. yeah, you know, that's something that I know Joshua's mentioned too uh, about, uh, you know, because you, you have, you've, you've kept, you've vlogged a lot of of these memories and it, i think it's kind of neat um you know something he's mentioned uh or even like justin gc talk talks right. talks about his kids and just <clears throat> being able to go back and and kind of watch those uh and go you know wow you know um because when you see your kids every day you you kind of forget you know you kind of lose the yeah. pers- you lose perspective of how how they're growing and getting older and, and everything sure so. It's been really fun to see Justin and Joshua's kids get older. The same yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and they really have grown up a lot over the years. Yeah. Of yeah. That is a neat thing, which in fact, uh, we are going to, um, I'm going to get into right now. I'm going to, we're going to talk, or we're going to show a video from last summer. I think, is that right? It was. That's right. Let me switch. Right before we met at Geo Woodstock, in fact. So yeah. Um, we happened to be, we went to Geo Woodstock in part because we were going to Winter Park anyway to celebrate my parents' 50th wedding anniversary. They rented a place out there for an extended family visit. So this right. was on that trip and right before Geo Woodstock. So you see that okay? Yep. Okay, good. And I did make, I made sure this time, I'm getting better at this. I made sure I'm focused or, because if I don't put it on my screen, it'll bounce back and forth. So I made sure I was the. My screen's the focus screen, so yeah. um, okay. I'm going to turn the volume down on it because some others will be able to hear, but mostly I'm going to have you kind of talk over it mostly. So, so yeah, let me show this. Winter Park, Colorado. So Winter Park, Colorado. Milestone find. You can come along with me. Let's go. Okay, so you can turn it up a little bit. I, yeah. This is this is my typical intro. It, it's it's from one of my favorite bands, and it talks about yep. walking in the sun. We think of all the places we have been. So. Yep. I start my videos that I love way. that one. So I'm going to bring some trackables along. And then I I talk about some of the trackables that I've got with me because I plan to drop off 
at least one of them in the in my this was going to be a milestone find for me. Right. I, was, I came right up on my 3,000th cash. And these are some custom trackables I make, and we'll talk about those later on. Yeah, we will. I voted on this, by the way. You had oh, a vote. good. Yeah. yeah. That was another video. That was a geocaching challenge. These are some custom, uh, just some token items, some signature items that I've put in But anyway, here in this in this sentence, I'm saying, uh, basically, if you watch my videos, geocaching for me is, is more about the shared family experiences than it is about the cash finds. And then I introduce the whole group here. And so they go through each one. That's my sister, my only sister, and her husband. That's my brother-in-law who often does cashing with us. And those are uh, some cousins of mine, uh, two families of cousins there. There's my kids, my oldest. Yep. My second oldest, my youngest, and then my third oldest, <laughs> and my wife, and my mom and dad, there they are, and my aunt is on the left there. Yep. They all introduce themselves. A yeah, the couple of bucks back there. A couple of bucks, that's what they go for. <laughs> Last name is Bucks. So that's this, is couple of, this is a couple of bucks. Yep, yep. And I mentioned that we're all there because of the 50th wedding. There, we celebrated yeah. the 50th wedding anniversary, so. Which was that's neat. Did yeah, that's that. what that little celebration's about. <laughs> it's my daughter. She's fun and silly, and that's yes. She did, and then I have my little nieces coming along there, and they're awesome on the trail. This was a really good cache because it was, you know, like a one and a half terrain, and everybody right. could come. And, um, yeah, I'm wearing that shirt. I know that's the one, right? <laughs> that's the one. It, it said that the. the I actually think the terrain on this was one, and I, I was like, well, where could it be hidden? And I started looking underneath, and yeah, little stream and stuff, and think if it's a one. Yeah, and I, I was like, but it was like a regular too. So I was like, how's it gonna be right on the bridge? Well, it was about the coordinates for me were about thirty feet off, and my my cousin uh, wife found it. And she oh, looked over okay. the edge down here. Oh, there it is. <laughs> it was super obvious. She also kind of looked probably for a minute and a half before she expanded enough to find it. Anyway. That's awesome. And I grabbed it out, and everybody yeah. cheered and applauded. <laughs> my my uh, second oldest son there, he wants to be an actor, so he was hamming it up. You know, oh, sure. Cheering and everything else. And the nieces were mostly excited about getting into the ammo can there. And oh, absolutely. What the goodies were, so... I brought some swag and those trackables along, and they started unpacking things. And I gave them some swag. I'm gonna I'll be coming up here in just a second. I yeah. open up my little bag of swag and start handing it out to those guys, and so they can make some trade and everything. Yeah, that's uh, it's a great way to make a milestone find, really. Yep. I did decide to drop off a trackable, so yep. there's that. So cool. And then we all signed the logbook, and, and one of the things I did in the video was, instead of, you know, spending a ton of time in the video of everybody watching it, I kind of sped up the music and sped up the uh, video yep. at this point, so everybody everybody signs in fast motion here. Well, that's a good idea. It was, it was, it, it turned out pretty cool in the video, I really liked how that yeah. went out, because there's a lot of people that signed the log, and it, it kind of... The music kind of culminated at that point too, and, we go. and it was, it was good. And then I just said, got the job done, and three thousand finds in the books. And then I always say thanks for coming along with me, and until next time. And then the group says happy caching, happy caching, which is which is the end of all my videos. So yeah, really good of all of them to be good sports enough to 
you know, take the time out of out of vacation there to go along. I mean, everybody who was on the trip with us came along, and so that that made for a very memorable three thousand fun. Yeah, it really was. Uh, just like you said, very such a fun. Uh, I always enjoy. Um, the videos, uh, people have different ways they do, obviously their vlogs. I really like yours. Uh, I've always have, um, very, um, very family oriented. I love how yeah. you always include, uh, or yeah, I think it's pretty much always family. I mean, yeah, I have done some with friends. There was, you know, Joshua's yeah. done and, and cash advance have done a really nice job with that geo challenge. That kind of, spurred me along there for a while and I did a I did a nice video over the summer with some some local friends of mine to do a multi-cash and that we, the cash was really cool so that was a fun one to do but <clears throat> but for the most part when I'm out geocaching it is with family because I I don't take time out to do it unless I'm going to do it and make some family memories so um, and that's so, uh yeah and that's something yeah. that um you know you've been able to do um you're able to do some videos, uh, or, or like when uh, when Joshua came out for uh, the Coin Fest in Omaha. Right. Know, it was kind of neat to to have you guys on this on together. Yeah, that was fun. I, I mega events have, is kind of new for me. I did Moga in 2012, and then I think my next one was Geo Coin Fest in 2015, right. and that's when I really started. You know, Joshua was here, and I had met him a couple of times before. We had made a couple of uh, videos other times when he'd been in town as he travels for work. But, um, but GeoCoin Fest was really the first time I sort of interviewing people on camera and, um, and doing some of those things in addition to, you know, just going out and find some of the lab caches with Joshua was a lot of fun. And, and uh, so then for Geo Woodstock, when you invited me to that dinner, I was in to meet uh, Sonny Podcasher and, yep. and Justin, the GC doc, and you were there and, Joshua was there and uh, Memphis Mafia, a local yep. cashier there. And All the families. Was, was, yeah. It was just really fun to sort of connect with some of the people who you feel like you know anyway because you watch their videos or you listen to their podcasts sure. and you sure. get to know people's personalities. And and, it, and so it's so natural when you when you meet in person. You know, you, it's like you already know each other, which is right. really kind of a cool experience of, of having friends that, that are – not people that you see every day, you know? Right. Yeah. It was funny. I didn't realize that that was the first time that Justin had met Sonny in person. First time um, I had too. And the first yeah. time I met Justin for that matter. Right. So. Yeah. For me, of course. Yeah. For me, it was, you know, for it was everybody, but it was kind of neat to see some people that had really never connected person. You know, they, they knew each other, but they never uh, had made the, the, per, the one, one-on-one -on -one connection right. before. Yeah. And that was something too. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about US Geocaching Hour in a little in a little bit, but you know I think it was neat to to get to meet some of those folks um, during that time as well. It was neat to uh, to that we that we got to we kind of planned to try to get everybody together. We didn't really you know we got together and uh, you know a couple of different a couple of different times and some different folks got together during right. the week during the week but it was neat we had the they had the early uh registration and so i think it was neat that we got together and got to we kind of sat together yeah. for a little while and then we took a photo together and so that was that was neat 
if people are listening and they don't know what US Geocaching Hour is, it's a weekly tweet chat on Twitter. Um, I started it along with Joshua and one other person, and now we've got a team of five people, and every Monday at 8 o'clock Central Time, we do an hour-long tweet chat where a host or moderator like myself or one of the other team members will ask questions, and, and the people on Twitter will use the hashtag US Geocaching Hour, and people can follow along with it and read what people are talking about. So when Geo Woodstock came around, uh, you know, a lot of us who had been on the tweet chat and knew each other by our weekly conversations took the opportunity to have a meetup at the at the Geo Woodstock early registration event. So it's kind of a breakfast, and there were probably I don't know what what did you say there were probably eight or nine of us there. Yeah, quite a, quite a few. Some people, you know, and some people I did not, you know, I I kind of knew about or I I've. I've interacted with several before, but some of them I had never interacted before. And that was really neat to kind of yeah. to see. And that was kind of, um, you know, that's, uh, you know, people that I have, I tweet back and forth with or, 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 or following and they follow me, that kind of thing, or some different folks. Uh, Cause I started really getting into, getting into Twitter last year. And so it was kind of neat to uh, run into people uh you know, that, um, and they, you know, so they, it was pretty funny cause they'd be like, Hey, you know, how you doing? And they, they tell me their name, but then they tell me what their Twitter handle was. It was like, Oh yeah. Oh, I know. Who yeah, you are. Right. So it was, <laughs> it was kind of fun to, yeah. to, to run into people like that. But, uh, in fact, let's, let's do that. We'll, we're going to, we'll rearrange notes a little bit. Let's keep, let's keep talking about us geocaching hour okay. for a few minutes. Um, because I think that's, uh, a fascinating uh, topic. So tell a little bit about um, how us the hash hashtag us geocaching hour. How did that, how did that begin? Well, uh, in the United, we, we can't take credit for it in the United Kingdom. They have UK geocaching hour and, and uh, Joshua and I happened to both be on there at the same, on the same day. Right. And since we already right. knew each other and, and sometimes communicate back and forth, we kind of both had the same idea at the same time, I think. And we started talking about, you know, should we do this in the U S because the UK geocaching hour is like two o'clock on a Tuesday for us or something. Yeah. So it's not very convenient yeah. for a lot of people around here to participate in something like that. So, um, so we like that very day, he created the Twitter handle U S geocaching. I created a logo and we put it up and the next Monday we were on uh, with our first tweet chat. And so, uh, we had three hosts to start out with, like I said, and um, after a few weeks of it, you know, we, we decided that adding a few team members would not only add variety to the show, but give us a break so that we didn't have to always be, you know, every Monday taken up with uh, with running the tweet chat and stuff. So we mm -hmm. added some additional team members right now. We've got uh, six, if I'm counting right. Um, Johnny Cash, who also makes... Uh, YouTube yes, videos, great videos. Yep. Sydney Sawyer, who you mentioned as well. Yep. Um, she makes videos from time to time. She, uh, and also, yeah, go ahead. She, and also, uh, I was going to say Jamie, Stardust CZZ. Yes. And she, she makes some great videos and, and does a lot of ma um, mail unboxings too, which I really enjoy. She creates yes. patterns and, and does those. So. And, and it's interesting because a lot of the people that I know from – oh, and I should mention Geo Josh as well. He was one yep. of the early – Post uh, Geo Josh thirteen, he's a student in, in the Michigan area, I think. Uh, my Ruggie was 
not doing it, but she's uh, going to be busy with. Right. Little, Sarah, little Sarah got married and, yep. and decided that the newlywed life should take a focus. <laughs> right. We, we supported her in that and, and she moved on and that's fine. Yeah, and the uh, in the chat room, uh, we've got uh, uh, Sydney mentioned that she's going to be hosting uh, tomorrow night, so that's great. Oh, perfect, good, good. Hi, um, Sydney. So, and then several people that uh, Johnny's in there, and several people that uh, IB Geocaching is uh, present here in the house tonight. So. A lot of our US Geocaching hour <laughs> regulars. Yeah. That's good. good. They all come on to see you. They want to talk to, want, want to hear from that's you. Right. So. Uh, yeah. So Shermier says, hi, uh, hi, you know, um, so I'm trying to think of when I first, I mean, I obviously heard about it before Woodstock last year. Cause that's when we met, you know, we've, when we, when we got the, we had a get together. Um, but it's fat, it's a fascinating time and tweet chats are kind of an interesting, um, phenomenon. I don't, I, 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 it's a, it's a, if people have never done it, it's kind of um, it's it is really neat. I, I I think it's something that uh, I really enjoy. You know, Susan mentions that you know we get together on there, uh, and uh, I told you as we did we did a, a a pre show together is she'll be in the other room, and she tries to get on, you know, quite often, but sometimes she's not. And what's funny about it is is that um, she. Uh, if she's not on, she's like, "Hey, um, tweet out whatever." And I'm like, "Get on there and do your own tweets. I'm busy trying to keep up myself." And so, but it's, it's interesting when we had talked about it before. Tweet chat. It it is a different experience. It's not like a, it's not like a you know texting someone where you can just kind of go back and forth. There's a, a lot happening and a lot of different conversations going on at once. We try to, as hosts, you know, ask questions to sort of keep everybody on the same page and, and relatively talking about the same topic. But a lot of people get off topic and that's fine. But, but the, I was telling you too, we often get, you know, 400 to 500 tweets in an hour using yeah. the hashtag. So, so the people that try to read every one of them, that's a losing proposition, right? So you're never going to be able to read, read it all unless you go back and read after the fact. So you just kind of have to pick up on, on the questions. A, yep answer the questions because that keeps you part of the conversation and then and then just look to see what other people are saying and if you have something to reply to them specifically or or something to add to that what somebody else says and that that's really the best way to participate and and judging by you know the number of people that we have on 40 50 every week and the number of tweets we get i mean people like it it's it's really been fun to see it grow yeah you know uh you mentioned about that you know um I do it. I do it the old school way, which is kind of funny. Being an IT guy, you'd think I would be up like want to do the the latest greatest technology. I'm bad about that. I don't. I sit and do it on my phone, and I just sit there and I scroll. I sit there and I scroll through and just kind of, you know. Um, but I keep up pretty well, I think. Um, yeah. You know, I I kind of, uh, you know, I put it on all I put it on all tweets, and I put it on my phone and put the hashtag USG Caching Hours the the center of it. That right. way, when I do want to tweet, it automatically pops it in that I'm going to be, you know, I'm participating in the US Geocaching Hour. So it puts that in my next tweet. So yeah, that's nice. the, the hashtag is a little long. To yeah, type. it is. Yeah. So, but yeah. a lot of people are talking about TweetDeck, you know, and that's, I have used TweetDeck. Yeah. 
Um, and I don't know if Susan would be more interested. I might try to show her some more about TweetDeck. TweetDeck is nice um, for a tweet chat of this this situation because we, we talked about where you can do um, you can have the US Geocaching Hour in one window, the hashtag right. US Geocaching Hour in one window. You can have a separate one for like I, I did one one week for mentions so that if somebody mentions me. Uh, in you know, I kind of want to try like if if I'm being included in some sort of side conversation, I don't want to just ignore them. So exactly. I want to be able to see those and be able to respond to those. Yeah. Uh, and so, um, you know, that's kind of a nice sure. uh, thing to have. And so, but I was finding that I was too, I was <laughs> insight into my personality. I was too busy <laughs> looking at all the different screens. That yeah. I, was, I was losing track of all the of, of what was going on, and so right. for me, it worked better to get back to one single screen yeah. and just stare at that thing and keep going with that. But uh, 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 you know, it's, it's, the, it's the typing for me that I, I mean, to, to type everything out on my phone isn't, isn't right. good. And I'll tell you, for me, uh, tweet chat, I I keep up three columns: one for the one for the hashtag, so that I can follow the conversation. And one for mentions, just like you say, so that if somebody mentions me specifically in one of their posts and I don't just ignore them or it just doesn't fly by and I, I don't see it, that way I can reply to them or whatever. And then the third column that I keep up right in front of me all the time is the one that follows at US Geocaching, which is the main handle uh, for the tweet chat. Because a lot of times the question will come out and there'll be six people post right on top of that and the question will slide right down before I get a chance to read it. And so, and this, I'm, I'm talking about now as being a participant. Right now, it's nice right. to have that third column so you can just see. Oh yeah, the, the last question was this, or here's where we're at in terms of what the host is saying. And and then right. it's, it's tweetdeck.twitter.com. You log in with your Twitter handle, and you can you can customize the screen into different columns that show, you know, like the different things that we're talking about. So right, and then uh, a couple. A couple of questions that came through on the chat was um, about showing pictures, and I never thought about that. Does does Tweet Chat does it show pictures? Um, you know, it's it's interesting that you can certainly post pictures with your tweets, right? So, and, and Tweet Deck does show the pictures. Um, a lot of people we talked about before too are using these animated gifs and stuff like that. The oh yeah, the sort of memes and stuff like that uh, to to make jokes during US geocaching hour and kind of be clever. And, and that's, that's been interesting over the past, I don't know, maybe couple months where people have really gotten into being clever, using memes and, and making geocaching jokes out of them. So that's, that's another type of picture you can do. Yeah. What I was gonna say as a, as a last thing is Joshua had a really uh, unique one where he hosted and he asked the questions by video. So he actually posted little short video snippets in, instead of writing out the questions, he, he posted a video and then you'd watch the video and he'd be actually asking the question, just this as you see you and I now, I mean, he'd ask the question and then people would either respond by typing usually, but but some people even post them. Uh, Sodak Zach was one of the guys. Yeah. That, he did a lot of his replies by video, which was kind of cool. Which, yeah, which, which is great. It slows me down though, but I'm glad he does yeah. that. So I'm, I'm, right. I'm, I'm not trying to discourage that. Well, but. no, it, it was just a, it was something different to do. I agree. Oh, I would agree that, that it was it was more difficult to, um, you know, because you had to stop and watch the video in order to get the question sure. and then go from there. So 
you know, it wasn't something you do every time, but but I guess what I'm saying is that Twitter is a platform where, you know, a lot of a lot of things are possible. Sure. Pictures, videos, and and just communication by text. So. Yeah. And I I I'll be honest, I'm sorry. I, I have to uh be I'm part of that uh, rogue group once in a while. We do these Seinfeld uh <laughs> geocaching memes and we get we get sidetracked doing uh doing those crazy things, but it, it is yeah. kind of fun. So but there was uh, one that- there was one that I was out um, and I made it maybe 40 minutes into the chat mm-hmm. and I posted that little meme of George sitting on a bench by the, by the seaside and right. he's kind of sitting around looking right. around Pennsylvania. It looks like something strikes him suddenly and he starts running really fast. You know, I posted <laughs> right. that one and said, sorry, I'm late for USG. <laughs> That's awesome. So it's stuff like that. It's really kind of fun. It's great. And there's some people that are really good at, like instant memes, and that's one is IB geocaching or uh, uh, you know um, Islander nineteen eighty eight. Agree. He, yeah. he will come up with these like immediate like you know somebody has a birthday he'll do a happy birthday thing and a meme and yeah. like man that's quick I mean that's I know. some people are fast to do that you know because uh you know that's and it's just it's it's fun being a participant but. Uh, tell us a little bit about how it works as a host. So how, how do you plan that? And, and what is, what have you done differently, I guess, or how has that evolved as you've yeah. host you've hosted it for a while now? Well, yeah. Uh, the first few times I did it, I, you know, you certainly have to write out the questions in advance or, or I guess you don't have to, but, but it, it certainly makes sense to have a plan <laughs> right. and have, have your questions, um, you know, sort of follow a theme or, or a logical progression through the night. And so, so the topic kind of, the conversation sort of naturally, you know, takes place or whatever. And at first I, w- I was writing it all out, like a, a schedule, like, okay, at, at 8.08, I'll post this question. And at 8.15, I'll post this question. Um, and then I was kind of keeping my phone at, beside me and, and watching the time and trying to cut and paste in. But that's another nice uh, feature to tweet deck and this is what I think most of us have evolved to is is you can schedule the tweet so I logged in in advance to the hosting account and I schedule the hour but it, it is truly down to the minute I mean I schedule something at a quarter till I schedule something at five till I schedule something at eight o'clock 801 805 you know 813 817 it just goes on and on and so the you know it, it, it's nice as a host at least to have those tweets pre-scheduled because then you can watch the conversation and you can interact as an individual, right? You know, aside from your hosting duties as well. So yeah, it's, uh, it was hectic at first um, and getting used to, you know, trying to keep up with the tweet chat was, was hard, but I think I've really settled into a, a place where I really enjoy the hour every time I, I host and oh, yeah. every time I participate as well. So. We, we love it. And we were, um, when we were in, well, we've been a couple of different places where we've been, we've been traveling. And if it's Monday, um, Susan and I would try to find like a Starbucks or somewhere sit and we would just, uh, you know, be, be, be part of it. But, uh, you know, it's, um, once in a while, you know, I, I'll, I'll get behind or something, but that's okay. I just, uh, you know, there's ways to catch up and, and, uh, I'll do get, I'll get likes of things, 30 minutes, 45 minutes after the show. And that's, that's fine. I mean, it's just yeah, yeah. much. Fun. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because you can kind of see 
some people do go back and sort of read the whole transcript. And I do that often as well, you know, because a lot of times one of our first questions is often post a picture from this week of you geocaching or just a selfie. Let's see who we're chatting with. And a lot those go by pretty quick. And I, <laughs> I really enjoy seeing those photos yeah. of, oh, yeah. of what people share, you know, that might be a some some geocache they had found that week or maybe just a a selfie of them sitting there getting ready for the tweet chat. So yeah. I always like to go back after the hour and sort of look through some of that stuff. Now, and something I thought was interesting, uh, because I always wondered, it's like, how does he know who is the the top tweeter for yeah. that for that for that hour i'm thinking how is he, he can't be counting these things but you kind of do that what what, are, what is what is one of the things you do as far as for the yeah there's a number of things i've done uh just out of my own curiosity since we started because i at first i i kind of wanted to keep track of how many people were participating in the hour to to see if it was growing right. or or whether or not we we're getting a lot of participation so what i what i've done is i i go back after the hour and i take the entire transcript of the hour I paste it into a text editor and I run a macro over it that, that filters it down to just the names of all the people that posted. And in doing that, mm-hmm. then I've, I've basically got a, a list that is as long as there are as the number of tweets during the hour. So I can say, hey, we had 550 tweets, uh, you know, this week. Or, or for example, we had our one-year anniversary celebration. There was over a thousand tweets during that hour. It's just interesting to kind of see how that goes from week to week and, and to know, you know, hey. It, it is successful and people are are following. And then and then another thing that I've done um, is then I take that list of all the tweets and I and I run a sort on it so that I just get a list of the participants. And then I can right. say, hey, we had like 52 participants this week, or we only had you know 36. And, and you can kind of see like I I hosted on Labor Day and we had like 32 participants and like 300 tweets. And you know it's just interesting. I'm kind of a numbers guy anyway. Uh-huh. Mine works that way. So so the stats are kind of just yeah. just fun yeah. fun for me to to sort of gauge our success and, and to see how things are going, uh, if we're growing or, or not. And, um, but but you asked about, you know, another another thing that I do to try to interact with people after the hour is if somebody new participated, and I know that because I keep a list of everybody who ever mm-hmm. has, and if I see a new name on there, I'm like I invite them back. I say, right. you know, thanks right. for being there tonight. And, you know, we hope to see you next week. And in the same way, uh, in, in about the last two months, I've taken that long list and run a Excel macro on it so that I can see how many tweets each person did just by pasting in the list. So, so I be geocaching if he's still in the uh, yeah in the chat room. He's he's very active and is often one of our top tweeters with maybe twenty six to thirty tweets during the week. And I like to. You know, I like to thank those people who, who, you know, spend the time every week to come on, chat with us, and, and are very active in the in the tweet chat. So, so a lot of t- times after the hour, I'll do a shout out and say, hey, you know, thanks, IB Geocaching for being one of our top interactors tonight. Yeah, um, uh, Geo Tab G is in the chat. He says uh, says it's nice to get the reminder tweet with our names in it, and that that's something yeah. I think that w- we want to try to. For everyone who is in the chat or listening to the to to the show at some point, is if you are a part of the US Geocaching Hour, try to remember before the US Geocaching Hour starts to do a, a tweet out and add in some people. What I try to do is try to I try to go through my list of 
folks that I know are active on Twitter, but yet I don't seem to see them very often on the USG Caching yeah. Hour. And so what I try to do, or they, or people that forget, <laughs> uh, <laughs> once in a while, some people uh, forget to, to to put a note, you know, and to remember uh, <laughs> to, yeah. to to get on there. So I'll uh, <laughs> Alberta Proud or Bay Area Knitter or somebody. Right. Uh, uh, you know, uh, who are, uh, you know, great folks, but they'll, they, they tend to forget once in a while. Uh, like I yeah, inevitably in the last 10 to 15 minutes, we get somebody that comes on and goes, Oh, I missed it. Yeah. You know, or something like that. <laughs> yeah. But, well, I, but yeah. that's another thing that I do, uh, when I host is I try to, during the day, I try to send a tweet to some of the more, more recent, um, people that have participated and sort of remind them, Hey, it's it's tonight at eight o'clock and and please join us you know so so I, I do try to do some reminder tweets especially on Mondays um, you know to, to invite and, and have people come back and join us for and so tomorrow night Sydney will be the host right? that's right people don't everybody, miss it. everybody watching or listening should should be there tomorrow that's right eight p.m. Central nine p.m. Eastern fill in the blanks for your own time zones we've actually get um, once in a while, we'll get, um, you know, either um, you know, see, see Michelle will be on from Australia or um, Nosy Nell will be on from, uh, I think she's in New Zealand. Yeah. Uh, so once in a while, and we'll get some people or once in a while. From, yeah. We'll get some folks from uh, other parts of the world that'll, that'll pop on there, which is great, you know. But uh, mm-hmm. um, all right. We're going to talk a little bit now about. Uh, the website. So let me pull up the website and I'm going to let you kind of talk about it as I share it. Uh, So if that's okay, let's talk about old ground zero here. How did this this start? Yeah. You know, I, I, um, I started making those custom trackables for myself for one thing. And, and for me, it was just more of a curiosity. I mean, when one of the things that really motivated me when I first started caching is, Let's go find this cache because it has a trackable in it. And trackables have changed uh, since those days. I mean, they, they tend to disappear a lot more often. You, you don't find them as often, it seems like, as you used to. I used to be able to go to a cache and find you oh, know, yeah. a cache every oh, couple of weeks or whatever. I'm with you. Yeah, we used to, I, used, yeah. I used to move coins along all the time. You never, at least around here, you'll never yeah. see a coin. I mean, you I, see, I never see a trackable very often. Right. And so that, that was one of the things that motivated me as an early cacher is to go out to target caches that, that trackables were listed in and then go and find and move those trackables or just to see what was in there. So what I really wanted to do, though, was make my own trackables that would have, like, pictures on them or, or things that I was, you know, something custom, something unique. Like, if you go back up to the top of this page, yeah. uh, that, that, that was one that I made as an example uh, of me and my son. That, I think that was his hundredth find or something like that. And I took a picture and, and then I wanted to make a trackable to commemorate the find. Um, and so I tried to figure out from Groundspeak, how do you get tracking numbers to start making trackables? Well, you, you can only buy them in batches of 50. And so they're $1.50 a piece. So that was like $75. I was like, yeah, <laughs> That's a little... I don't think I really want to go in for 50 numbers, but I was able to buy a batch of 15 of them from a, from a reseller. And so I made a couple custom trackables and I thought, well, you know, I made about five. I don't really want to make any more right now, but maybe somebody else would be interested. So I made this page on a website, yeah. and, you know, maybe people 
you know, maybe people would be interested in, in having one. Uh, and you're still making them. I mean, if, yes, if, if, I, if, I am. And I don't, I, I do them. I mean, it's a very manual process for me. So I, I do the Photoshop work to, to create the front and put the, the numbers on them. Um, the back is pretty standard and it has some of the standard language that you'd expect about trackables. But um, so I, I make, you know, I make maybe, I don't know, 20 a year for people or something like that, which is fine. Mm-hmm. I'm not really in the business to make money or, or, or sell them, but I do think that they're really unique. And I, and I do like to share that, the fun of that, of having your own custom trackable with maybe your own picture on it or whatever else. Um, so you can order them. Anyway, that's how I started this site. Um, right. And then from there, I, another thing that I do, I'm a, I'm a cash hider. And so I do the, I, I started making log sheets and, and so I really liked them. I mean, there, I've got like two columns that, that are pretty wide, two or three inches. And then you can see there are the three columns and all the way up to nine or 10 columns. And, and they're printed on the front and the back so that, and there's no lines on the back so that when you cut them on the front, the backs, the backs don't have lines that don't line up if the printer doesn't line up just right. Um, and, and when I made them, it was, it was kind of an obsession of mine to have just the perfect log sheet, you know? Yeah, so, I know. I understand. And, and so I thought, well, I went to all this work to make these log sheets. I might as well put them up on the website too. And this is by far the page on the site that gets the most hits. It's uh you know, a lot of, there's nano log sheets there. there. There's also some unique things. That geocaching trackable passport is kind of cool. You can print, it was just up from there. Oh, um, sorry. Oh, oh, this one, yeah, yeah. There, because you can print that out and, and put it in with your trackable, and it, it sort of calls out that it's a trackable. It, you can write the mission on there. You can even write how much it costs you to make it. So people think twice about, you know, just stuffing it in their bag and forgetting about it. And then the geocache label and the, stash note like this, what, what is the signature CETO pamphlet what does that have um what that is it's it, there's actually so there's five little things on there um and and it just tells about cash in trash out oh, cool. what it is and and you can you can customize that first line of it with your name on yeah. it or whatever and that's why i call it a signature CETO. and what i do with those is i print that out and i cut off that little strip yeah and then i fold it up and then i and i put it I take a, um, a trash bag, like a, like a grocery bag, right. and I roll a grocery bag up, and then I sort of wrap this paper around it and put a rubber band around it, and then I leave that in a geocache so people can take that CETO bag, oh, and they, you know if they pull it out of a cache and the place around it needs some cash in, trash out, and then there's some information about it there, and then it kind of encourages people to go ahead and grab that bag and, and do some CETO. So. That's a very cool idea. I like yeah. that. Um, it's, it was an easy swag item for me to make and to trade early on when I was yeah doing all of that kind of thing. So. Very cool. And I should have mentioned for those in the audio, but the, the website is geogz.com, sort of like Geo Ground Zero, geogz.com. Yep. So make sure you go check out uh, the site. And uh, I think the very first thing I found when I, when I came here uh, a few years ago was the quiz. Right, the geocaching quiz, which I love. Well, and I, I did this when I was when I was kind of starting to get into social media, and it was a bit of an experiment for me. I, I was trying to brainstorm ways of driving traffic to the site, right? Um, and, and I, I I saw a quiz on Facebook for something else. And I thought, well, a geocaching obsessed geocacher quiz would be kind of interesting. 
And so I saw, I think I saw a post in, in the Ground Zero or the Groundspeak forums. Right. Sort of some some things that make you, if you do these things, you must be an obsessed geocacher. So I started, <laughs> right, I started writing some of my own. And, and then, and so you can go through this list and read, you know. That's great. Yeah. So you can kind of check off. Yeah. Well, hey, I've uh, f- got a first to find in my pajamas before. So, right. Uh, you know, <laughs> that makes me an obsessed geocacher. It goes from the, uh, the, the rather common to the to the extra extreme. Doug through, through the snow, snow to uncover. Right. Thought to so, myself, yeah, if I hurry, I should have time for one more geocache. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's some of those things that geocachers think that you know exactly. You need, yeah, some, some just some observations that sort of like Seinfeld-like observations. You know, when you when you read it, you go, oh yeah, I've done that. That's for yep. sure. Oh, absolutely. So and then, you, and then when you get done checking off all the things that you've done, you you hit submit down below, and then I right. kind of score the quiz. And if you see that you didn't right. check off any boxes, so you're not uh, obsessed. I'm not obsessed. Yeah, you right. have to. I think it, I think you'd have to check off quite a few. But anyway, oh, I, okay. Oh well, no. It gives, well. It gives yeah. you a, it, it gives you rating. Idea. Yeah. Very cool. So that's kind of fun, and it, it's <laughs> something that I can tweet a link to from time to time, or share on Facebook and inevitably it drives a little bit of traffic to the site. Oh, so absolutely. Kind of, yeah. kind of a fun. Oh, that's very cool. That's a, and like I said, it's a, it's fun. It's got your, you know, it's got a link to your videos and your, and your uh, blog. Do, do people blog still? Do people? Blog yeah. You know, bloggers? I, I, I put blog on there, but I really only wrote three articles and I've never, okay. really, well, I've never I, added to that. Some people do. Like I mean, you know, Sarah Murphy, there's people uh, who yeah. still blog with a B. Yeah. Which is yep. fun, you know. Which is cool, uh, and I, I, you know, I read those, you know, when I can. Uh, interesting, just how vlogs have kind of taken off, um, and it's neat to see uh, so many people that are vlogging now. Um, yeah. So. Um, the, I, the videos were were one of the later additions to the site, but I, I was able to hook into a YouTube API so that I really don't have to update that page when I post a new video. Oh, cool. It automatically just updates that page with the latest, so that's that is good. It's kind of a nice extra for the for the site. So, um, oh, and Sydney mentioned something. I'm going to let you do actually do the show and tell for this part. Okay. Um, she has said that she has made a few of your pop bottle caches. Oh, good. All uh, right. Let's let's talk a little bit about. Uh, I think your way is. I, I like the way you're, you, you yeah. do it. Now, I'm, uh, these are these are the non. You don't need any glue to get all over your hands or anything. These are yeah. the, you can do these without any of that. So, kind of talk talk us through that a little bit. Well, probably a lot of people have have seen these kind of caches. They're made out of um, two pop bottle lids, and they screw open. And since you know pop containers have to be watertight, and these are certainly watertight when you get the lid on on good and they make a good micro because they're you know they're not super tiny like a nano where they don't hold any kind of a decent log um but it, it holds a nice big log that you don't have to maintain very often and since it's so watertight it's been a really great cache for me to hide in a variety of situations not just you know i don't really hide any lamppost caches but but um you know you, you can put magnets on them um like I used to glue magnets to the bottom of them and yep. stick something where this one's camouflage blue because I hit it on some play equipment at a park where they're right. blue, blue ones. <laughs> I've also uh, drilled through the bottoms of them to uh, make holes. And right. then I put 
magnets in the holes and those magnets don't come off the one the ones with the glue sometimes do but these sure. the magnet is actually pressed into the hole um, that those don't come off but anyway uh i i had seen these online uh people making them and a lot of times they cut off the pop bottle if you can see it yeah right at, right at the rim then they'll sand and they it cut, and do all this and they, kind of cut, stuff, right? they cut two of them and what they do is they glue those two edges together then and then you could screw a cap on both sides and that was fine except for you know i'd have to glue them and then right. you know just it was taking a long time and and you'd have to have the right glue otherwise they'd come apart or they wouldn't be watertight so i got the idea that if you cut them off more like this and i don't know if you can see it or not but yeah you you left a little extra yeah i've cut this one off about the same depth as as another cap right so so there's quite a there's below below the rim and then what i do is since since a pop bottle naturally sort of um flanges out you can yeah, see it it starts it starts to it starts, be, be part of the bottle yeah, starts exactly then what you can do is if you have a bench top vise or i've even just put this on the ground and stepped on it really hard you can force another cap onto that cut off edge and because it's because it started to expand out to the bottle that that edge pushes in to the edges of the of the cap and it creates it creates a really good seal. And so, just with a little bit of force, you can you can you can get that attached on there without um, without any glue. And and this is one where I've done that. And you can see I like I'm really pulling on it. I, right. I can't get it off. And as long as you can run your thumbnail between the cap and the and the little ridge there, and you you can't get your thumbnail in there, right? Then you've got a nice watertight seal. And it's amazing how quick I can make these because I'll I'll take a hacksaw and I'll just cut the bottle off, and then you know, fifteen seconds later I'll be pressing a cap onto the end of it, and then the next fifteen seconds I'm screwing one on, and about a minute I've got a full waterproof cache that I right. didn't use glue. I can throw a log in it and it's ready to go. And since you you only need one, I mean some people are like, well you can open either side, but. If you're making a cache, you really only need yeah. one side open. Yeah, these only open one way, but they, which is which is fine. That's still yeah. There's but no they, reason they to have a second. A nice, right. a nice size log. Um, in fact, that you know, on my on my log sheets there on my website, you can print out the nine column ones, and they're exact right size to fit into that. So that's a yeah. That's a it's super easy. They they're very versatile. I make them. I I often make them with the magnets in them because so many places you can. Disguise that you can set that on. It almost looks like a bolt sometimes, or or whatever. I just I just keep a variety of spray paint in the garage, and I just, I'm just I'm making them all the time. I've got a I've got a jar like <laughs> tall, just full of these things I'll never use. But right, gives me something to do. I'm out waiting for the dog to go to the bathroom. There you go. Like <laughs> Perfect. You know. Yeah. Um, well, uh, uh, so anyway, I do have a video that that gives yeah. a lot more detail on on how I do that. And I, I actually show it and, and show how I make it. And so that's one of my more popular videos. People do like it and they get a lot of good feedback. Uh, so then uh, show some, other, some of, show some of your other show and tells that you you've got there. Yeah. So we kind of, so in that, in that uh, video that I, that we show that custom trackables is one. Yeah. Thing. There's the custom. There's some good. This is a, out of it. And, and what, and they, what I like about them is they're, they're like dog tags. So people, yeah, recognize them as trackables other you know some of these uh other tags that they have now you know, they're not like a dog tag and so maybe people mistake them for something else 
and I do have a, I do put a really nice, uh, you know, sort of yeah, I love your keep it. Here's how you trade trackables. This is how you log trackables. And so um, this was our first find. I know it's uh, just so funny that you we talked about this before. The fact that you took a picture at your first find. I thought that was a great. Yeah. You you were thinking well, way we ahead. Trip and it was <laughs> sort of our activity for that day. And so right after we made the find, we took a picture because it was right at the entrance to a state park. So um, so anyway, those custom trackables are fun. I also make some signature items that I that I used to use just to trade in caches. Now I use them to hand out at like mega events and things yeah, like that. I love that and, one. Yeah, this is kind of my little logo. Um, I just print these out on a color printer and I use Mod Podge, which I guess you didn't know what it was. But I didn't know what Mod Podge of, was, yeah. It's kind of it's it's like a it's like a glue, but you paint it on yeah. and then it dries clear and it gives a nice seal over the or top the of it. Paper mache we figured is what a lot of people use that for. Exactly. And so this has, you know, a link to my website and stuff so people can follow my blogs. This is my little logo for like geocaching. Logo. It's a it's a sh well, the way that started was we went to on a trip to Colorado when the kids were really little and my wife took a picture of us standing on a highway uh -huh. but just our shadows. Right. And so I when when I first made my um my geocaching profile I I used that picture with the shadows. Now I've changed and I've found other silhouette shadows to use with my logo. But, um, but they are, I do have, they are my kids, me and my kids, me and my yeah. four kids. That's a neat idea. And then I've also Definitely. put um, put these little glass marbles yep. over the top of them. Yep. Too. Those. That, yep. that way. I've oh. seen other signature items from people yep. um, that, that do that. So that's kind of fun. And then, of course, path tags. I've kind of gotten, I created a US Geocaching Hour path tag. Yes, members it. of the team. Uh, we all pitched in and we all bought a few of them. Yep, give those away so once in a while. Yep. I I actually ended up buying two shares so that we'd have enough money put together to to do it. Yeah. Um, but so I have a number of them, so I've traded a few. And but what one of the hardest parts of that process was trying to get this tag back. So we have a we have yes. our own special U.S. Geocaching Hour tag back. Um, so if anybody creates a creates a path tag, like Gary, yes. one of our biggest supporters, look at that. Thank you, sir. Yes. And then yeah. on the back, the back is the US Geocaching Hour. Exactly. Which so is really cool. I mean, it was fun working with those guys at Path Tags. It did it was yeah. a long process going back and forth with them, getting the colors and everything right. I, I did design it at first as a silver uh -huh. um, plated tag. Yeah. It just was a lot better with the black plating. I like the black plating too. That's what I, I yeah. went with too. Was the black background. So yeah, I but love it has that. The, it has the U.S. Geocaching Hour flag. You know, as a U.S. flag, a geocaching Twitter. symbol, logo. So yep. it was it was fun to design. I, I I play around with Photoshop and do things like that. So it was really cool to to see something that you sort of come up with out of your head, get creative, and path tags are such a cool yeah. thing to trade and to to. Leaving caches and everything else. So. Absolutely, that's my little show and tell for tonight. Good. Well, that's awesome. You know, uh, yeah. well, that's great. Um, um, we were going to talk a little about Geosphere. Let, let's let's briefly talk. Uh, okay. Reason I want to bring it up. Um, I got was contacted this week uh, from uh, fellow Ron Yest, who's gonna he's gonna come on in March and talk a little bit about an Android uh, geocaching app and. Um, 
he really didn't. I mean, he was very nice. He wasn't he wasn't mean about it, but he kind of I kind of made a sort of a insinuation that I'm like anti Android, and I'm not. I, I'm not. I hope I never I never want to come across that way, and I, I don't think I ever have, because I just have I have an iPhone, so naturally I look at iPhones. Uh, you know, I'm not going to go buy an Android. Yeah. Sorry, I'm not going to. I love the show, but I don't. I don't love the show so much. We go get an Android for it, but but I want to talk about it. If people have, yeah. you know, it's like anything else. If if somebody has another app that they'd like to to talk about, and so he he's going to come on because I talked to him briefly. He talked, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, he'd love. You know, I said you want to come on the show, and so uh, and we're going to talk about Android, which uh, yeah. is is great. I have nothing against Android. I just don't own an Android, but right. um, and so. Uh, Dan and I were talking earlier in the week about, you know, uh, I, I love Cashly. I, I use, I do use the, um, the other, the, the geocaching app once in a while, <clears throat> yeah. pardon me, but I, I've, I've loved Cashly, but um, I'm not opposed to any other app. And so you, you mentioned that you use uh, Geosphere. So talk for a couple minutes about, uh, cause I'm not familiar with it. Uh, I do have it in the show notes in case anybody wants to, check out geosphere but talk a little bit about how you came to use geosphere and yeah geosphere has been around a really long time it's for ios only um i i started using it because and this is going to go back to 2009 where i was printing out things Mm -hmm. to get caches i was i was loading them into my gps for one because i didn't have any smartphone um that didn't give me any notes or anything or description hints none of that so i was out in the field with a piece of paper you know trying to read hints or pass logs or whatever. Right, right. I really wanted to have an electronic way of taking a large number of, of cache descriptions and logs out into the field. And Geosphere um, was for iOS, and it would allow you to download pocket queries into it, and you could use it offline. Okay. And that, as far as I know, it was one of the first apps to do that. Now, Cache, I know, does it, and even the GroundSpeak Act does it. Um, right. But, but another thing that I was using quite a bit was uh, GSAC for PC, which which is a waypoint management tool. Yep, I like GSAC. Right. And that's how I was loading up my GPS. Well, what I liked about Geosphere is it, it had a very GSAC feel about it because it had different databases that you could load your pocket queries into. So I could set a group for my local area. I could set a group for... Uh, over in the Iowa area where my yep. rest of the family lives. If I was going on a trip, I could set another uh, group for that. And as far as I know, and, and you'll have to correct me because I don't use Cashly as much, right. not because I think it's any worse. I think it's probably as good now as Geosphere is in terms of its features, but um, but I, 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 I just haven't used it that much. So, But it, I, when you download Pocket Queries, does it, you just look at it one query at a time, or you can can you combine combine queries into the same group? That's, uh, that's a good question. That's what I love about Geosphere is that I just keep downloading the usual queries that I uh, that I run over time, and so Geosphere compiles all of that. So so my logs on local caches go back you know, years and years, all the logs and everything else. And I know you can do that with online features and everything now, but um, I find that the app is much more speedy when you're not constantly pinging back and forth with GroundSpeak to get cache information, which you always get in in pocket queries anyway. So Geosphere is great in that way. 
yeah. So there's, um, and we'll, we'll there'll probably be a, uh, something will come up uh, next week when when Nick is on the show. But um, some new things for two O uh, that we're going to talk about. You talk about pocket queries. Um, pocket queries downloading more cache data, including corrected coordinates, cache notes. Yeah. So that'll be interesting to hear more about yeah. that. I'll have to watch that one. And if you get a chance, ask him uh, if if you can download multiple queries to the same grouping, or or if each query stands alone as an offline thing that you can. Okay. Because for my city, I, I have to run two queries to cover the city, and I like to I like to combine those together in one in one map or one group that I can sure. look at instead of having to just look at this query and then go over and look at this side of the city in another query. Separate. Cool. Yeah, I will. I'm go, I will ask him that. It'll be on next week. So, so I'll, I'll say about Geosphere. It's a great app. Uh, I don't, I don't know that the uh, app owner has really been doing a lot of updates lately, and I have a feeling that it might be dying the app because the, yeah. the owner has kind of lost some interest in it. But but he he tends to come back around after a few months. Like they'll do an yeah. iOS update, <laughs> something in the Apple break. People on the forums will be freaking out about it, and then, he'll, he'll pop and then back about three back. months later, it'll pop back out of nowhere <laughs> and have a fix or something. So it, it is a great app. Um, I, I think Cashly is very similar. Yeah, uh, but I just I'm used to the GeoSphere interface because I've been using it since, like I say, 2009 or 2010. It's a great yeah, it's a wall. It's a great offline and online. It has online features too. So it's and I like the map. It also does these little pins on the map, uh -huh. which I, I'm just really addicted to because the, the pin comes down as just a straight line. Yep. And so when you zoom in, it, there's not a big bubble icon covering right. the, it makes the, it the nice exact and spot, clean. the lamppost that you want to see on the satellite. Here, right? <laughs> right. The so, pin is very nicely placed. It is. It is nice and cons That's nice, great. Nice and narrow. I, I like that. Cool. Well, uh, yeah, that's a, it's a good app. Go. Good little, little, uh, Geosphere. Uh, I may have to try to contact him and uh, another cool person to have on. Uh, yeah. uh, so then lastly, one thing I do want to mention is, um, as far as we know, uh, April 22nd, I think, is the date for MOGA yeah. for this year. The plan is you and I will be there That's right. uh, at MOGA in Manhattan, Kansas. So if people want to make a uh, plan... Uh, we'll try to have a U.S. geocaching hour link up. We'll yep. go, go eat together and take some photos together. But uh, we're going to try to create sometime, you know, probably the day before, maybe, um, you know, whatever Dan will work on, you know, maybe he and I will work together on trying to, uh, to, to schedule a breakfast or something, maybe a dinner, whatever we can do. But if you're, uh, part of the US Geocaching Hour group, uh, then we're going to try uh, to get everybody together uh, sometime uh, around MOGA. And if you're not a member of the US Geocaching Hour group, become one before Be MOGA. Right? Become one, exactly. You need <laughs> exactly. to become one. So and it's very simple. Just show up if you're part That's of the group. Yep. <laughs> you're immediately a member. That's you're it. You're part of the gang So yep. uh, and, and participate. So. Well, um, well, thanks, Dan, for being yeah, on tonight. You. It was a, a lot of fun. Um, so, uh, as I mentioned, for coming soon to Geocache Talk, Nick, it will be on next week, and I will going to show uh, 
Nick's been doing the rounds. I don't know, Dan, if you noticed, but he's been on a lot of the podcasts recently. But I got something. I, I got a one-up uh, on uh, my friends uh, that, uh, and we are, we are. There is no competition. We are, we are very much a family of podcasters. But I'm giving away this next week. Hey, yeah. That awesome. So I'm giving away a coin next week um, as part of Nick being on. So we're, I'm going to try to, um, to get a little bit of an, uh, you know, something maybe that, uh, the, you know, catching the Northwest or geocarriers didn't get, to, you know, try to try to fill in a few of the gaps just so that everybody, uh, who does watch the other podcasts, um, can kind of get a well-rounded, you know, get as much information about the app and, and about Nick as, as possible to help every help out all our, uh, all the geocachers out there. So Nick will be on next week, and we're going to talk, I guess, obviously, you know, we're going to talk mostly about 2.0, but we are going to give away a coin. Um, week after that is um, show 33 with Shermanator18 uh, and Land Monkey are going to be on for a show called, a show called uh, Earth, Cash, Earth Cash Submissions, uh, which I think is fascinating to try to get, not just talk about Earth Caching, which is Earth Caches, which are very cool. In the in their own right, but also talk about how you submit <clears throat> to get an Earthcash uh, published. Yeah. So they've done a lot of notes. I've I just sort of sat back uh, and uh, I'm just gonna sit there and just be the moderator uh, as the two of them uh, <laughs> talk about Earthcash. That's so, good. Yeah, give me a night off, huh? Right. So I'm just gonna be there to 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 moderate to to be the moderator of the discussion, but. No, actually, I, I have. We'll, we'll talk about next week. I did do a submission for Earthcash, and you'll find out. Oh yeah. What, we'll we'll find out what happened to that. Uh, okay. Next, next week, but week after that, um, something kind of special, unique. Um, on January 29th, uh, for show 34, I'm having on an actor, which um, Ansley Gordon is going to be on the show for Treasure, the movie which is coming out uh, this year, and. Um, Kind of unique, I guess. I'm just, I'm kind of was, uh, I was kind of in awe that, uh, you know, here I am. Uh, we did a, we did a little test podcast together uh, this week. Like, I don't know, it's kind of interesting. Uh, just here I am. I'm talking to, uh, you know, a lady who's uh, in Hollywood. You know, she lives out in LA now and um, she's doing, she's done commercials. She's, she's been in this movie. She's been on, on a show that uh, Louis C.K. put together called Better Things. It's a very funny show. I've uh, been on one of those episodes. So we're going to have some fun uh, talking about the movie Treasure and some of her other things she's doing. Uh, she's got a horror movie coming out uh, this year. I'm not a huge horror movie fan, but it's fascinating to to be able to talk to somebody who's actually been in a, uh, a major uh, major motion picture. So Geocache cool. Talk is moving up. We're getting the go. we're getting the motion picture people on. Uh, I've had some authors on, so now I'm getting uh, some of the actors on uh, the show. So don't miss that one in three weeks. And we're going to be giving away uh, one of these guys too, which is one of the coins from the movie. And the interesting thing about it is if you if you have a if you have a copy of this coin, um, then you are able to see uh, the movie early when it does. So. Um, there's only a hundred of these that were, were were made, and he's not going to make any more of these coins, by the way. So, if you're of, into coins, um, you can buy. You can still buy this coin, and um, I'll have the information in the show notes about 
uh, how you can still buy it. There's only a 16 left, I think. And uh, so we're going to give away one of those. But anyway, so that's what's coming up in the, the upcoming week. So again, Dan, thanks for being on the show tonight. Appreciate you. Thank being you, on. Gary. And well, everybody, we'll see you tomorrow night on the uh, uh, US Geocaching Hour. So, you know, everybody be on 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern, et cetera. Uh, so jump on there. Hashtag. Hashtag. Yeah, I think uh, you're down on the back of my shirt. Yeah, there you go. Oh, let's see it. Wait, hang on. Hang on. Let me get there. Let me see. Hang on. Yep, that, there it is. Let me get you on the screen. There you are. There we go. Just stay right. Just stay like that. Stay like stay that, like Dan. That. Yeah, just stay right like that. There you go. So, uh, as I read the, I read the the ending while we look at your look at the back of your of your shirt. So, we hope you enjoyed the show tonight. Please email me your comments at geocachetalk at gmail Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at geocachetalk and Facebook at facebook.com slash geocachetalk. Show can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, as well as the Geocache Talk website. So don't forget to click on that subscribe button, which you see below, and so you can hear uh, the show on a weekly basis. And until next week, uh, don't just talk about geocaching. Um, be part of the U.S. Geocaching Hour. Go check out Geocaching with Derek's vlogs check out the website geogz.com get inspired and then go geocaching so good night everybody thanks thanks gary